0: We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. A pleasure to have you along. Classes start next week at James Madison, which means a lot of the transfers might be making their way to Harrisonburg this weekend to begin classes and start all the winter conditioning for James Madison football. And that does include former Holy Cross linebacker now, a commit for the JMU football team, Jacob Dobbs. Hi, Jacob. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good, Dave. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and you're going to start your trek from Michigan here soon, huh? Yeah, tomorrow morning on Saturday, get up a little early, try to get down there by midday, get everything moved in so that we can get after it next week and start building towards the championship season.
0: Man, all you've known is Holy Cross football here at the collegiate level. How exciting, though, is this for you to, to kind of have a, a, a new start, a fresh start? You get to come with, with Bob Chesney and, and some other coaches as well that came from Holy Cross. How excited are you right now?
1: I'm very excited. I mean, to have the opportunity to play for James Madison football, the championship culture, winning tradition, just the passionate fan base, everything that comes with it, I mean, it's, impossible not to be just overly excited about the opportunity to play in that stadium, play alongside, you know, great players, and just play for an outstanding culture. I mean, any football player would be extremely excited about this opportunity.
0: Did you know much about JMU and the culture and the tradition and everything before Coach Chesney took the job?
1: I did. So being at Holy Cross, you know, obviously the FCS level, seeing it from afar, James Madison, uh, I was definitely extremely excited when James Madison football decided to make the transition to FBS because I'm like, okay, that's one less powerhouse. That's going to top eight seed. <laughs> and we actually put up a screen in our team meeting. I'll never forget it. Uh, it was after the 2021 season. We put up the top eight teams in the country because our goal was we wanted to get the first round by. We wanted to be a top eight team. And then we went through and it was like, okay, this team's going FBS. This team's going FBS. So. Doors open, like, you got to replace some of these teams. Some of them are leaving. So, definitely was uh, well aware of the success and just great championship culture that is James Madison football from being at Holy Cross and uh, being at that level that James Madison once was at and seeing them transition and obviously continue the success. You know, to
0: to have them continue the success that they've had during this transition, I'm guessing that kind of got you fired up as well, that, wow, they were able to to make the jump, sustain that success, and maybe even exceed a lot of people's expectations in what they did the last couple of years. And for you to hopefully continue that, I'm I'm sure, is pretty exciting.
1: Oh, it's very exciting. I mean, you think about, you know, James Madison being a top 25 team last year, uh, being undefeated most of the year. And then you think about, you know, college game day, coming to Harrisonburg, you know, they could go anywhere in the country, but they choose Harrisonburg for a specific reason. So, obviously, like, you think about just everything that is associated with James Madison football, it seems to line up to just kind of be the perfect storm for a program to make the transition and then just continue to this- the success moving forward so obviously extremely excited is an understatement about you know the opportunity i have in front of me
0: we're talking jacob dobbs again he's transferring from holy cross i will have one year left to play at jmu as he'll come with with coach chesney and the rest of the coaches that came from holy cross and you know talk about that a little bit were you planning on sticking around for another season at holy cross or how did that come about as, as far as you making the jump now to jmu
1: yeah, at Holy Cross, uh, there's no uh, graduate school. So okay. in order to play a fifth season at Holy Cross last year, which I did, you have to pick up another academic program. So you technically just add work to your undergrad, and you still get the same degree. So it's kind of a sacrifice on your end as a student to you know stay around at Holy Cross. And then you, it's impossible to play six seasons because you can't further extend your graduation. You can do a maximum of, of nine semesters at Holy Cross, which – I did and a lot of other people did to play that fifth year. And then so when it comes up to possibly play a sixth year due to COVID in a medical redshirt I have, uh, you either have to you know go in the portal or you have to continue professionally. So when it came towards the end of the season, I didn't have a choice to come back to Holy Cross. So it was, hey, I'm either going to go test the portal out or I'm going to go test the NFL draft. And after talking to my family, uh, I think the best decision for me was to test the portal as much as possible, Once Coach Chesney got this opportunity, it seemed impossible to pass up. So that's kind of how it came to be at uh, James Madison for me.
0: You know, when Coach Chesney took the job, was it in the back of your mind right away that, okay, man, this might be an opportunity where I can follow him and continue playing for him? I know you've got a good relationship with him, and we'll get into that a little bit. But once he took the job, did it kind of start to click that, okay, this this could be a pretty good opportunity for me?
1: It definitely did because I think, like, Talking to some of the other schools I did in the portal, I never really felt comfortable like, with those coaches or really you know, trusting what their program is because it's, you can't develop a relationship with someone in like, two weeks over the phone. I've known Coach Chesney and the other coaches for five years. I know at face value exactly what the program is going to look like. And then you think about you know, what James Madison football is in terms of the success of it. There's just so much of a foundation there that's laid it's really kind of easy to understand and project you know, how you're going to fit into the program. So that's really kind of like it was always in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of familiarity there. This probably makes the most sense if I'm going to play college football again. So definitely the second he got the job, I had it in the back of my head like, you know, this is probably going to be a really good opportunity for me if it presents itself. Yeah,
0: and when it did present itself, and and again, you talked to some other other teams, other coaches, and then you obviously knew probably what you had with Coach Chesney here. Um, was it a no-brainer when it all came down to it?
1: Yeah, for me, it was like after I took uh, an official down to James Madison, uh, I l- flew back to Worcester on Friday. And then I was getting in my car Saturday morning to drive back to Michigan from Massachusetts, which is a good 13 hours. <laughs> so I had a lot of time to really think about right. everything that went into that decision. And the more and more I thought about it and the more and more, you know, I kind of weighed all my options. It was like, this is a no-brainer. You have to do it. And then I did some soul searching on, you know, the ride home. And I think I got about six hours into the trip, which is a lot of time to just be with your thoughts. I was like, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm doing this. And my family was on board with it, thought it was a great decision.
0: We're tied to Jacob Dobbs, a linebacker from Holy Cross who's committed to play football at James Madison. He'll be here over the weekend and next week when they start their winter workouts and everything. But, you know, talk about your relationship with Coach Chesney. Again, I've got to know him, and, and I, I'm so excited for, for the future of JMU football and what, what he and the coaching staff can do. But talk about your relationship and how that's grown over the years.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, coming in as a freshman uh, and then, you know, having the opportunity to play right away, naturally, you know, you're exposed more to the coaches because you have to, you know, build relationships with them and really develop a strong language if you're going to be a leader on the team and kind of understand what their goals are, you know, what the scheme is. So when, you know, as a freshman, I was, you know, making all the calls for the defense. So you had a lot more interaction with them. You got to do the extra meetings and stuff just to kind of get to know everything at a faster rate. And then, you know, I was fortunate enough to be a captain as a sophomore. When you're young, you know, you obviously need to have leadership qualities to even, you know, be voted in a role like that. But being young, you know, you're a little bit unprepared uh, for the moment. So just kind of leaning on him and some of the other older guys, other coaches to kind of really develop myself as a leader, allowed me to, you know, really grow a relationship with him and some other coaches there. And then, you know, continuing to, you know, be a leader on the team naturally you lead into the coaches to try to, you know, just continue to develop leadership traits and qualities. So really fortunate to, you know, get to know him and his family and, you know, be coached by him for as long as I have because he's really unique in terms of how he does coaching. He doesn't just say, okay, I'm an X's and O's guy. I know how to run a program. I structure a great practice. I bring great energy. That's the end of it. He really makes it a point to get to know each and every single player on the team. And get to know their background and their story and their why. It's not, you're a football player for me, that's where it stops. He really believes in a transformational program where he cares about each and every single person on the team, where they're from, you know, what their story is. And I think that's what makes him one of the best coaches in the country. Because it's really easy to play for a guy that you know cares about you, not only as a football player, but as a person. And you know, he's uh, definitely a gem in the coaching world, and I'm extremely excited for him and you know, for JMU football because I think it's going to be a great match.
0: Yeah, I do too. Uh, you were giving me goosebumps, kind of talking about just the the, the relationships that he builds with his players. And, and again, I, I've i seen a little bit firsthand already, but not to the extent certainly that that you have. But that uh, that it just it seems like you guys had a culture that was similar to probably what JMU's has been and will be with Coach Chesney. Do you do you kind of get a sense of that? That it's very similar to kind of what you were with um with Coach Chesney there.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I noticed from, you know, just meeting some of the guys on the team and, you know, being able to stick around as you uh, as they were going through the whole prep, like you can just feel when something's right. And you can sense when a program has certain, you know, qualities and a certain foundational structure where they're just winners and they just win championships. And that's what JMU football is. It's not a mistake that a program transitioned from the FCS to the FBS and immediately had success. That is a product of the culture and foundation that has been built over the course of time resulting in FCS national championships and now resulting in FBS conference, uh, you know, championships. But that is a direct result of the culture. And it's definitely something that I felt right away.
0: We're talking to Jacob Dobbs, young linebacker from Holy Cross who was transferring to James Madison for his final season of college football. And, you know, talk a little bit about your – I want to hear your story a little bit. Again, you, you were talking about Coach Chesney. You want, you want to know your why. I want to know your why. And take me back to your time growing up in Michigan. Was football always th- your thing? Was that kind of what you grew up t- and just kind of loved from the very beginning?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, there was never a doubt that in my head that I was going to be a college football player. I knew that from the second I started playing. I started playing football at four years old. My dad coached me from when I was four – all the way up until I was eighth grade, and really, you know, uh, thankful for him and everything he's done for me in terms of growing me as a football player, person, and everything. And I had the perfect balance between mom and dad. My dad was extremely hard on me with football, sometimes probably too hard on me. <laughs> and he would admit that. And then my mom was there to pick me up, make sure that my love for the game never wavered. And I had a great yin and yang with my parents in terms of you know developing me into a football player, and. I was fortunate enough to play for a really successful high school, uh, in Warren, Michigan, won back to back state championships, uh, and then, you know, won five straight championships in college and so I'm coming off a of seven straight championship <laughs> season. <laughs> Just and keep so, it rolling. <laughs> really, yeah, that's why I'm choosing James Madison. I know that <laughs> the is there. I like I believe myself to be a winner. Um, I, you know, I'm a man of faith. I, you know, will do anything. It takes uh, to win a football game, and you know my family grew up as huge, a huge Michigan football uh, mm. fans, and my dad had season tickets to all the home games. So I would go to the Michigan games growing up as a kid, and I always thought I was going to play at Michigan. And obviously, as you grow up, goals change, and you have different aspirations. I had a preferred walk on to Michigan back in high school, but the opportunity to go to Holy Cross and actually, you know, know I'm playing, and there's a path for me to play. You know, that's what I wanted once I got to be a little bit older and more mature, because obviously your goals change. But definitely the greatest decision of my life was going to Holy Cross, and I hope the next greatest decision of my life is coming to James Madison and you know, being able to play football
0: here. We're talking to Jacob Dobbs. Again, he has committed to play football at JMU. He spent five years at Holy Cross from Michigan, decided to go to Holy Cross. How did that come about, where you, were you end up in, in Worcester, Massachusetts?
1: Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, coach Pagani, the linebackers coach uh, for Holy Cross, who's now uh, the defensive coordinator, he's been there for uh, seven years now. He uh, walked into my school one day, didn't know what Holy Cross was, where it was, anything about Holy Cross. Says, "Yeah, you know, we're we're gonna get to know you. You know, we'll evaluate you all this." Uh, and just remember, how I had a phone with him in May. They offered me, and he said something to me. He's like, "Yeah, he's like, you're from a Jesuit." high school he's like we're a jesuit college he's like you wear purple we wear purple he's like i think you're gonna end up here And i just remember kind of laughing because you don't know as like a 17 year old kid getting like another offer like where you're gonna end up and then i end up there because it's you know an amazing place and now you know i'm going to another college that wears purple so it's just <laughs> kind of my thing i guess like i might need to wear purple for the rest of my life and whatever i do so that's kind of how it came to be.
0: That's funny. Again, we're talking to Jacob Dobbs, former Holy Cross linebacker. He's committed to play football at James Madison, and you know, you you mentioned you had a preferred walk on to Michigan. Obviously, they just won the national title. Uh, I'm sure you still got a little Michigan blood in you that uh, <laughs> that's always going to run run deep for you. But uh, well, was it fun to see them win a national title?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was just fun to see it for my dad. Cause my dad, has been am sure, fan his whole life, and he hasn't uh, seen a national championship in 26 years, and I know how much he's invested in that, in that program in terms of time and emotion because of, you know, we obviously had season tickets for the longest time until I got to college. So for him to see that and be with him, I mean, it's obviously very cool. And, you know, I hope the opportunity we get to go play in the big house next year, in the college football playoff and get to beat them. That's my (laughs) goal. That is if I got that to go to Ann Arbor, play a college football game and beat those guys, that is like my, like, that's That would be my Roman Empire right now. That's what I think about constantly. And that's what I hope for James Madison football.
0: Uh, yeah, I think they do too. Uh, and again, at JMU now, there's a path to the playoff. With the playoff expanding, everything like that, I'm sure that's exciting as you make this jump.
1: Oh, no, it's very exciting. And you got to think about too, like, you know, being a top 25 team already last year, the foundation's laid. I mean, you have the path right in front of you. Just go win your football games, win your conference, and – you're talking about being one of the 12 teams that can compete for a national championship next year.
0: We're talking to Jacob again, former Holy Cross linebacker. He's committed to play football at James Madison for his final year of college football. Again, he had a great career, had 432 tackles in just 43 football games. Talk about getting on the field immediately as a freshman. And you mentioned you were you – were you were calling the signals on defense you were you were the quarterback of the defense as a true freshman coming in had a great year there but talk about that coming in was that a big reason of, of why you were why you did end up going to Holy Cross and not the preferred walk on to Michigan or somewhere else is, is the fact that it's a great school but you could play right away and contribute
1: yeah i mean it was the balance of academics and athletics for sure and just talking with the coaches kind of seeing you know where the linebacker room was it was a very young room i think you know i was competing with sophomores so i was basically Going into a situation where I was only competing against guys a year older than me, it wasn't like there were seniors there that you have to beat out and stuff. So it was just the perfect situation. And, you know, fortunately for me, I was able to go in there with Summer and camp and earn a starting spot. And the rest is history from there. And it's, you know, an absolute blessing the situation uh, I was able to get myself in as an 18 year old kid. Uh, You know, very blessed for, you know, my family and everybody i leaned on through the whole process to make that decision.
0: Have you always kind of been a natural leader? You mentioned you were a team captain as a sophomore, and again, you were calling the signals as a freshman and continued throughout your career. But um, again, you were a captain pretty much from there on out. What was, is that always kind of, has that always been kind of who you are?
1: Yeah, I think my dad really instilled that in me. Like when I was growing up playing football, uh, you know, he used to make me write out the entire plays and, you know, kind of see what everybody does in the play. So I used to play quarterback growing up, but he would make me draw out the entire play, what everybody's assignment was. And he really made it a point for me to not only know what everybody's doing to help them, but to be a leader. Not necessarily like it doesn't always have to be vocal, but. What you do on a daily basis, how you go about your business and your work ethic should inspire others. And everything that you do should inspire someone. And that is kind of, you know, a value that was instilled in me from, you know, a very, you know, young age. And I just think that, you know, it doesn't always have to be screaming and yelling and all this rah-rah. The true, you know, way to be a leader is just be the best version of yourself and work extremely hard every single day because other people will follow and be inspired by that. You know, it's not about what you say, it's about what you do, because people don't know about, you know, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. So really, you got to do it through your actions. And I think that is something that I've always prided myself on is just, you know, doing everything to the best of my ability and being the best version of myself every single day when my, you know, body springs out of that bed.
0: Okay, we're talking to Jacob Dobbs, former Holy Cross linebacker. He'll spend his final year of college football playing here in Harrisonburg for James Madison. And I think folks are probably going to be excited here listening to this. But, you know, talk about yourself as a player. Again, you're kind of a tackling machine. You average over 10 tackles per per game over your career. Um, I, I want to talk about the injury, your your fourth year, and, and the comeback player of the year award this year. But, um, again, a ton of tackles for loss, a lot of sacks, interceptions, and interception for a touchdown your freshman year. Talk about you as a player. It seems like you're a very – instinctual player that can get after the quarterback and do a lot of different things and be very versatile.
1: Yeah, I like to, you know, be able to do whatever I can on a weekly basis that is going to help our defense, you know, stop the opposing offense and help our team win. You know, if it is rushing the passer, you know, I'm gonna be the best pass rusher I can possibly be. If it's, you know, dropping into coverage, I'm gonna be the best coverage linebacker I can possibly be. And it's really just about, you know, whatever the flavor of the week is for the defense and being able to execute it at a high level. That's kind of what I pride myself on. And I, you know, probably am one of the people that don't have this approach, but I never really try to, you know, go knock someone out. My thing is my goal is to get them on the ground because, you know, really sometimes you go for big hits and stuff, you might miss tackles. Me, I'm always about just finding a way to get the guy on the ground. And, you know, you might not make the highlight play, but, you know, miss tackle rate is, in my opinion, the most important thing in my head. Like you don't want to miss a single tackle. That's kind of how I approach you know going to get someone on the ground but in terms of you know really I take a lot of pride of it, take a lot of pride in you know being a student of the game studying a lot of film and trying to find tendencies and any little detail that can help you react to a play a little bit faster because the more you know going into the game the more you can kind of predict you know before the play happens the faster you're able to play so definitely you know being a student of the game is something that I take a lot a lot of effort in doing so that it helps you on Saturday and you're not, you know, playing behind, you're playing ahead of them.
0: How challenging was the 2022 season where it got cut short? You had an injury, a pretty major injury that that limited you to only four games. Um, You mentioned you're a student of the game. Uh, I'm sure (laughs) that was heartbreaking, depressing, all of the above. But but how challenging was that year um, to, to go through a major injury like you did?
1: Yeah, obviously it was very challenging, but I, you know, tell people all the time that ask me, and it's not like some cliche, cliche statement. Like, it's truly one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And, you know, having the opportunity to kind of learn the game from a different role, like basically just being a coach for the entire year, and it really tests your character and tests your resolve. And it's really easy to be happy and be a leader when things aren't go, are, are going well. But the second things turn and don't go well, that's really a true test of a leader. And I made it a point that this injury is not about me. It is not about anything that I'm going through. It is about being the best leader and best teammate that I can be for all the guys around me. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, one person goes down. That's why you have a hundred brothers in that team, because it's the next man up. And I just wanted to do whatever I could on a daily basis to, you know, help those guys that were on the field, be an emotional support for the guys in the field, be a row rah guy for those guys in the field. And I think it, really helped me develop a lot of qualities to get through adversity, overcome adversity. And, you know, I'm extremely grateful for the situation looking back on it, as bad as it, you know, might've gotten during it. Cause obviously it's tough not being out there, but you know, the moments like that in life are necessary to build, you know, a strong character.
0: I was going to ask you about that and you, you kind of mentioned it but I'm guessing it probably made it, it probably grew, made you grow up a little bit it made you more mature and not that you aren't but but it, it it progressed it a little bit and probably made you a better football player looking at it from a different angle
1: Oh absolutely and I think too like it helps you you know really develop strong leadership qualities when things aren't going well and when you have to put your own you know personal feelings and maybe things that aren't going your way aside and be the best version of yourself for the guys next to you. And two, you know, basically being a coach for a full year, you know, learning how the game plan works, learning how they approach film, learning how they put together a game plan, and then seeing the game from the sideline and kind of picking up on things that you're not really able to see in a game because the speed of the game, things just happen so fast. Like, you naturally aren't able to take in all that information when you're just standing there watching. So really having that kind of seat for an entire season, I definitely think it helped me grow as a football player because you just naturally learn more and learn more about the game when you're just standing there kind of watching on Saturdays versus playing.
0: We're talking to Jacob Downs, former Holy Cross linebacker. He'll spend one year at JMU as he has committed to play football for the Dukes this coming season, next year, I guess. And, you know, was there ever a thought with the injury that maybe it, maybe it's time to hang it up? And I am think I know the answer just talking to you here for 20 minutes, but I, I'm guessing there was never a thought that, that you were going to hang it up.
1: Oh, absolutely not. My <laughs> thing was, is, listen, I don't think I would have been able to get through it if I ever thought about hanging it up. Right. I, always, I always was able to get through it because I just knew there was light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm like, I'm going to recover from this faster than everybody ever has. I'm going to dominate this better than anybody ever has. And just really the opportunity to play again was always what my sight was focused on. And I'm like, whatever I can do today to get me back in that field, I'm going to do it at the highest level possible. And that's definitely kind of the approach I took.
0: And, again, you turned out to be the Patriot League defensive player of the year this past year, 123 tackles and only nine football games, 12 tackles for loss, lost six sacks, so came back and won the comeback player of the year award. So I know that, that – I'm sure you're awful proud of that to, to win that award.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm just, you know, really proud to be the person that's able to, you know, glorify all the people who were there with me through the injury because you don't come back alone. Like, you can't fix it, first of all, alone. You have surgeons. You have doctors that diagnose you. You have, you know, our athletic trainer who designed an entire rehab program for me, got me back in three months when it was supposed to be six to eight. Uh, you have surgeons who execute the surgery perfectly, make sure everything's put back because, you know, I have pictures of surgery. I don't know where things go. Like I don't know how they <laughs> figure out like how to attach a ligament here and do this there. Like I mean, God bless them because I, I mean I'd never be able to do that. And then you have you know your brothers and your teammates who support you through it and then you have your coaches who never, you know, lose faith in you as a football player and always care about you as a person and so really just the opportunity to bring an award to all those people who made an impact on me during that time was really I think the most rewarding part of it for me because you don't do it alone it's a huge support staff and the fact that that support staff gets to, you know, look at, you know, an award that encompasses everything that they did together not just one individual; it's an entire support staff that won that award. There's
0: no doubt. We're talking to Jacob Dobbs again, former Holy Cross linebacker. He'll spend his last year of college football at James Madison. And you know, do you feel like sometimes? And again, you've never been in this situation, but but when guys come in and only have one year to play it's sometimes hard to be a leader because you haven't been with the guys for a while. And again, in this stage of, of college athletics, it's a lot different. But with you having the background with some of the coaches that are here, with Coach Chesney now as the head coach, do you feel like you kind of understand things and you can relate maybe what Coach Chesney and the coaching staff want to some of the, the guys that have even been here for a while? Do you feel like you can step into a leadership role right away?
1: Yeah, and I think it's about not forcing yourself into a leadership role. Like really, it's about coming in And everything that you've done before is great, but you haven't done anything for the program that you're at now. So really just earning the trust of the guys next to you, getting to know them, and really just not, like, forcing yourself into a leadership role but allowing it to naturally happen. Just doing everything you can on a daily basis to the best of your ability and working as hard as possible and just showing through outward, uh, you know, things, outward acts that, you know, who you are as a person, I think, Speaks volumes and allows people to get to know you because trust and you know all those things take a lot of time to you know truly develop and if you want to accelerate that you better you know do everything you can on a daily basis you know uh, darn near perfectly and just kind of you know earn the respect and trust of others because they don't owe it to you from anything you've done before and that's kind of my mindset you you know have to go not reprove it but kind of prove it again in a way you know to the, your new teammates and your new football family so that's definitely kind of you know my approach just be the best version of yourself every single day and try to allow things that naturally you know fit into place
0: and Tyler Purdy's going to be with you from Holy Cross Patrick McMurtry who knows if anybody else will come as well but uh it'll, there'll be some familiar faces around at least especially with some of the coaches as well no absolutely um, very excited about that. Yeah, no question. Well, I can't wait to get to know you even more. I know Dukes fans are excited to have you here. I think we all are, but uh, can't wait for the future of James Madison football, and Jacob Dobbs will be a big part of that. Jacob, thank you so much for your time. Congrats on everything, and can't wait for, uh, for you to get here and meet you and uh, see what happens next season.
1: Yeah, no, thank you for talking to me today, Dave. It was a pleasure, and look forward to meeting you and the rest of JMU Nation very soon.